If you remember in part one, uh, we understood the meaning of trials and hardships. And by the way, if you missed any one of these, these are recorded and are put on our uh, church website. The, uh, the sound may not be of real good quality because I have a tendency to get away from this microphone. I've got to get a, uh, a new cordless mic. But uh, in, fir- in, in the first part, we talked about the meaning of trials and hardships. Uh, and, and the Bible said it's through much tribulation that we enter the kingdom. We also found that God will allow trials to test how genuine our faith is. Last week, we discovered God's purpose in our pain. Now, God doesn't take joy in your suffering. Amen. He don't, he don't get a thrill out of your suffering. He don't take joy out of your suffering, but he does have a purpose in what he allows in our lives while we're on this journey from earth to glory. We found out that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are the called. Amen. A lot of, a lot of people, they... They misinterpret that. They the called according to his purpose. My, I feel the Holy Ghost already moving right now. Hallelujah. Mm. This week, we're going to conclude this series about when life is hard. And I feel the need to talk about the fear, the pain and the struggles that we are forced to deal with during the night. That's what I'm going to talk about in this third message today, tears that flow in the night. Tears that flow in the night. If you, (laughs) glory to God, I love it when God just kind of confirms things. If you are feeling as if you are caught up in a raging storm in the middle of seemingly an endless night, for those who put their trust in Jesus, there are two immutable things of which you can be assured of. Number one is morning is coming. And the second with it, when morning comes, it's going to bring joy. Psalms 30 and verse 5 says, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy come up in the morning. Can you give God a hand for the praise today? Hallelujah. We're going to go to the book of Acts chapter 27. We're going to read verses 27 through 29 for our opening text today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glorify your name, Lord. This is what it reads like. Now when the 14th night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. 
And they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms. And when he had gone a little farther, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing, notice they had some fear. Lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. I've been there, folks. I've been there in the night of my distress. Brother James, I prayed, Lord, when is daylight coming? Looking down a long, dark tunnel, and what am I going to see? A, a little hope of a glimmer, a little light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Even sometimes, Brother, Brother Paul, we get, we get so caught up in this stuff, and we have to deal so much stuff, and here we are in this long, dark tunnel. Amen. And finally. You see a little a light come, uh, at the end. They say, oh, man, this thing's about over. But then uh, that light keeps getting bigger and bigger. And you find it's a freight train bearing down on you. It ain't, it ain't daylight at all. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for this service. A service, Lord, that we know that you have ordained. We know, God, that you have ordained everyone that is here to be here today. I'm asking that you will speak to us this next little bit, Lord. Give us what you would have us. Encourage hearts, lift up souls today by your word. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Tears that flow in the night. I know. I know that the Lord has given me this word for this day. And even though as I look around, there are many that we miss. Like I said, there's we have folks and families that are out of town. But I, I, did, I didn't know who was going to be here, but I know that God wants to speak to somebody. And I want to begin, and I'm not going to, be very long-winded this morning, but I want to begin this message by a true story that I read, and I want to read it to you. As I'm talking about tears that flow in the night, Dr. W.A. Criswell, he was a former pastor of a very thriving church in Dallas, Texas many years ago. He's passed on now. He related to a time that he was flying from one city to another. And as he was in flight, the man seated next to him was a, uh, a minister of uh, the gospel also. So they struck up a conversation as they was flying. And the man seated next to him began to tell about how he recently had lost his little boy in death. And Brother Chriswell listened as this man told the story of this small son that this man had lost. He said everything was good. 
till one day his little boy came home from school and they noticed that he was running a fever. Well, they thought it was just one of those childhood things at first, but it turned out to be a serious form of meningitis. The doctor finally told them a few hours later, there's really nothing that we can do to save your little boy. He is going to die. And so this heartbroken father, loving his son as he did, sat there by the bedside to wait and to pray. And as the cold hands of death was taking the place of the warm hands of a caring father, around noon in the middle of the day, all of a sudden the little boy speaks. Didn't have much strength. It was all going from him and his vision and his, his thoughts and his brains was becoming very clouded. And the little boy said, Daddy, it's getting dark, isn't it? The minister said, Yes, son, it's getting dark. It's getting very dark. Of course, it was only dark for the little boy because it was in the middle of the day. Hallelujah. He said, Daddy, I guess it's time for me to go to sleep, isn't it? He said, yes, son, it's time for you to go to sleep. This grief-stricken father told how that the little fellow always had a certain way that he liked to fix his pillow at night before he went to bed. And the little boy began to fix the pillow on that hospital bed that same way and putting his head on his hands. When he slept and he fixed his pillow like that, he laid his hands on his head and says, Good night, Daddy. I'll see you in the morning. He closed his eyes in death and stepped over into heaven. Brother Chriswell said after that point, that man didn't say another word for almost an hour. He just stared out the window of that plane. Then all of a sudden, he turned back and looked at Dr. Chriswell, and he noticed there were scalding tears coming down his cheeks. And he says, Brother Chriswell, I can hardly wait. Till the morning. I can hardly wait till the morning. God's word has reminded us, which we've already said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy cometh in the morning. And the morning is just not for every, every Joe or Sue on the street, but joy for those who come for the morning or for those whose foundation is built on Jesus' blood and His right.
much left on the solid rock of Christ. I may go through the night. I may have tears in the night of my life. Oh, glory God, I may lay down and close my eyes. But when I wake, there's going to be joy in the morning. Can somebody pray for It's so sick to my stomach of these prosperity preachers on television telling folks if they just go to church and give them their time. Amen. Everything's going to be good. Why they drive around. Amen. And they're Rolls Royce. And some people have to go to church on a bus. Let me tell you something. Them men don't know God and never have known God. They don't preach the gospel. They don't preach the truth. Hallelujah. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered them. Hallelujah. Just because you're a child of God doesn't mean you're not going to have some struggles. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have some fears crop up from here and there. But you got something that those people in the world don't have. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. The Bible says he he was tempted on all points as we are. God became a man. He put on the robe of human flesh so he could experience sickness, so he could experience pain, so he could experience suffering. Yes, he knew suffering. Yes, Jesus cried and Jesus wept. When he walked to the tomb of his best friend Lazarus, who had been buried for four days, amen, the Bible said Jesus wept. Hallelujah. That was the humanity of him. But the deity in him cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. That's what I want to get across to somebody in this house today. To help you when life is hard and when you're dealing with all the tears that you're going through in your life. And as I look on this congregation, I know I know the the pain and the struggles. Amen that many So, well, I understand now. Unless you walk the world a mile, yeah, come on. Shoes, you don't understand.
experiencing things that I have not experienced. But I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven who knows where you're at. He knows where you've been. Hallelujah. That's why we can sing that song, Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the friend. That's sticking closer than a brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't imagine what this minister felt like while he was sitting by that hospital bed in his own ornamental sling. Amen. Thinking it's the middle of the night. Amen. And seeing his son after being mostly unconscious all, all the time begin to fix his pillow like he does when he normally goes to sleep at night. And saying, Daddy, good night. I'll see you in heaven. Hallelujah. Only somebody with a genuine experience of God, amen, can take comfort out of that and joy out of that. Hallelujah. Because I know I was, I was at a, a funeral long ago. Amen. They were trying to talk to people and comfort people, but I was sitting there hiding the world. Amen. Can they bring comfort to anybody when they when they believe when you die? Amen. Because I've heard him say that when, you know, when we all die, we, we, we just like a dog or any other animal. We, we go into non-existence. I don't know what book they get that out of. It ain't God's word. They get it out of. Hallelujah. Because my Bible tells me to be absent from the Bible. Is to be present with the Lord. Lord and God. Death is only a passageway. Lord and God from one room to another room. If you are a child of God. First thing I want to share with you. If you're going through a long, hard, struggling night. And going through some tears in your life. You need to seek your encouragement in the Lord. When it feels like that your life is becoming completely unraveled. You know, let me let me stop right here. Being being a being a, a minister and especially a pastor, you get all kind of calls and I got a message this past week, and I was I was in Kentucky at a funeral when I got the message, and this lady was said, "I don't know if you remember remember me or not, Pastor Pruitt, but introduced herself as of a granddaughter of a lady who used to be a member of our church." years ago and she says I'm at the end of my rope the marriage between me and my husband is falling apart and she says Thank you. 
We've got to seek encouragement in the Lord. First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. Notice what it says. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke, spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself, and the Lord is God. There are going to be times in your life when you will have nowhere to turn to. No one will speak comfort to you. There are going to be times that you feel trapped, and surrounded with the walls around you beginning to cave in. But what I'm telling you today, if you're going to get through the knot of your tears and see morning, you're going to have to do like David. You're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Glory to God. Even though this one might be giving you negativity on that side, and that one's talking negative on this side, and the doctors over here are giving you negativity there. Glory to God. Listen, David was a place, if you read this whole story, amen, the people who was ready to worship David, amen, as king and all that stuff, they were ready to stone him. Boy, people can be mighty fickle sometimes. They're loving you one minute, and the next minute, they're ready to stab you in the back. Hallelujah. But God ain't like that. Hallelujah. Lord and God. He, David encouraged himself in God. He's going to always be there with you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. There's been times, Pastor, this assembly, I could not find courage. I couldn't encourage myself no other way. By prayer, by reading his word, because every time I would open his word, amen, God would give me something, would show me something that would encourage me, that would keep me going. And guess what? 
If he will do it for me, he will do it for you. Hallelujah. One other thing I'm going to share, and then I'm going to close. <laughs> Keep your chin up, folks. Trust God. Because the sun will rise and healing will come. Hallelujah. I said the sun will rise and healing will come. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. But unto you that fear my name. Now notice now, this is not to everybody. Come on. What was the verse that we talked about last like week? Amen. About for all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and who are the called. The called. Greek word ecclesia. Same word in other places in the Bible. We get the word church. The called out ones. Called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and he shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, church, let me listen. God knows he said the plans that he's got for you. Plans for good and not for evil in the book of Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Plans, amen, to give you a hope and a future. Hallelujah. But you have got to be willing, amen, to, amen, to go run unto him and give him 100% of yourself. Amen. There used to be an old-timey song. Amen. One of the first um, Pentecostal preachers that I ever met, he used to come to that little Baptist church my daddy had when I, when I was a boy. I remember some of those Baptist folks in their start shirt after he would leave some of them, you know, they would they would talk about that. I heard one time somebody, well, you know, I think that's one of them Jesus Freaks, you know, amen. But that old brother, hallelujah, years ago, amen, full of the Holy Ghost, amen. And God allowed me to witness him when I was just a little boy, amen. One time they asked, I said, Brother, Brother Bain, do you have a song, amen? And he, he is actually kid, amen. Some kind of way I believe to Brother Bain, amen. It's in Lebanon, and he used to he'd get to singing a song and get happy. He'd put his hand on his hip and he began to walk around. He said, well, 99 and a half won't do, my Lord. 99 and a half won't do. It takes a 100 to be a Christian. For 99 and a half won't do. Let me tell you, give up that half, won't you? Give it all to him. You'll get through the night. God will wipe away the tears. You'll have joy in the morning. If you give it all to him, stand up and give him praise. My, 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 my. We've dealt with this now for three weeks. And I think it's time for some folks to meet with the Lord 
and make your mind up. You got a choice. You can perish in the middle of the night in your storm. <sighs> or you can, you can say, I, I'm holding the hand of Jesus to morning because morning's coming. 